Hello, and welcome to Outer Experience Podcast. This is your host, Colton. And this is your other host, Cassie. Also Colton. Thank you for listening, first of all. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Today, we recap 2018, some of our own personal highlights, and then we go over our top 10 movies of 2018. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Send us a good review on iTunes, and you can send us an email at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to Outer Experience. Woo! We are live here in Madison Square Garden. How are you people doing tonight? We're pretty good. We're doing okay. So that, as you can hear, is our fan base. We are filming live in our... Actually, our living room, <laughs> but we call it Madison Square Garden. We have a poster of Madison Square Garden up in our living room. We don't really. No, we don't. That's a lie. Anyway. Full uh, of lies. But it has been, Cassie, are you ready? Drum roll. I can't. Beautiful. I can't. I just hit with my wrist. That was really loud. It sounded like a hammer. <laughs> it has been one year since we began this outer experience. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> one whole year that's incredible and we've done what eight episodes that's pretty incredible that's almost once a month not bad you know my goal was once a quarter just because these these take so much time to make and to Is produce that a mental goal <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't write it down yeah. uh, but we are going to get better at the uh, podcasting for those out there shout out Tim Wait, shout out Tim probably maybe Tommy Olson. I listen Kit? to his podcast. Shout out Kit. Shout out Kit. Shout out Eliza. Wait, really? we shout out Eliza. Okay, we got to stop with the shout outs or we're going to just anyway. keep on going. <laughs> but we are here tonight. Wouldn't be an Outer Experience episode without seven shout outs. Exactly. We are here tonight to talk about what we talked about a year ago, um, which was our top movies of 2017. But we're actually going to talk about our movies of 2018. Exactly. But, Not you know, we thought we'd do something a little special because it is our year anniversary. We wanted to just of outer experience. talk about 2018, overall thoughts and impressions. Cassie, what, what did you think? Was 2018 a, a good year for it you? It was a great year. It was a great year. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, it was a really good year. It's up there with 1996, I'm telling you. 1996? What happened in 1996? I think that's when I started kindergarten. No, 1995. <laughs> 1996. Started first grade. <laughs> Pretty incredible year. Yeah, I don't remember. 96. I was trying to be funny. Well, this year, what are some things that we did? Let's go ahead and recap a little bit. Some of our best moments. Yearly right? recap, recap, cap, cap. We're not going to do this every time. It's just our first year. Yeah, we had a big, we had a lot of stuff. And some of the stuff I was, I was going through when I was thinking about what we had done, I was surprised that it's, it's all been done in this year. So some big changes in our lives. I am working for another funeral home at my job technically doing the same thing I was doing last year, but in same a completely job, different state. different funeral. And oh. so it's totally different. It's like, you know, it'd be like if I were playing basketball in, not in the Lakers and then I got transferred to Oklahoma City. It's just a different ball game, you know? <laughs> Might be the same sport, but it's different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. The team's no, different. Um, place is different. Yeah, getting used to the new job. It's been great. Um, and we're in a new place, you know, Boise, Idaho. So pretty that's exciting. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool to think that we weren't here last year. That's Yeah, it feels it like, like it's been a while. while. Yeah. Been a while. It's been a while. It's one of Colton's so, catchphrases. Cassie, what are some of your 2018 highlights? Um, we had the opportunity to go to Disneyland. Yes, with we did. My family. Um the all the adults, I think the grandkids stayed home. Well, Sorry, James, James came for half of it. Yeah, but we got to go to Disneyland, and it was way fun for an entire week. I know a lot of people from California are like, why Why are you doing that? I don't understand. It was so fun. It really was. You get to see the little special secrets and yeah, whatever else. I mean, as a man who's been to Disneyland over 100 times in my lifetime. Which is incredible. I was actually kind of hesitant and had some reservations about staying there a whole week. I'm like, is it worth it? Let me work it. Yeah. Throw my thing down. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being a blast because one of my favorite things about 
the proximity of Disneyland to where I grew up was that you can go there and it's so familiar. And because you know all the quirks and all the other unique things to check out, each day can feel unique in comparison to the other days. And it, it, that's honestly what makes it feel like home is just like, like, oh, let's go do the art drawing show. Let's yeah. go do this. Let's go. You know, Animators so many palette. fun things. And when you have a year pass, you don't the have pins. to worry about hitting every oh, single ride. That was that was one of the best decisions we made was getting a year pass. That oh, it was. Pretty incredible. And it's so fun to go on the rides. I'm not definitely not bashing the uh, those days where you just go ride to ride to ride to ride. Oh, no, but it's still fun. being there for a week is nice because you get some time to breathe and appreciate those other things. And then you get to ride your favorite rides like five times. Because Disneyland's full of rides and attractions. It does. It's not it just has rides. attractions, too. Yeah. And they're attractions. To see, people to meet. Oh, Oh, yeah. Spider-Man? Mm. What? He was there. Yeah, he was. I don't Actually, think I don't we know met if we him. met him. Yeah. <laughs> but he was there. Match. He was there. He's attractive, too. It's important. He's a celebrity. Yeah. Big guy. Yeah. Um, Disneyland was great, needless to say. We also... Go ahead. Went to Alaska. Yeah, we went on Alaskan cruise. You guys got that filled in. It was incredible. Yep. If we you want to learn more about our Alaskan cruise, go, go back to, to Alaska episode. episode. Alaska. Yep. Not the one that I accidentally posted. That's only, like, the theme song. That was Wait, a mistake. Really? Yeah. Did you get it deleted? No. Oh. What? It's still there? <laughs> it's a bonus episode for our listeners. It's like two seconds. So if you want to listen to that one and be like, hey, I listened to one of your episodes, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. You don't have to tell us which one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> continuing on, we went to Alaska. We also... Went to my favorite place, Aspen Grove. Aspen Grove. That with is... With Colton's family. Heaven was, on Earth. Oh, it was so fun. Aspen Grove is a family camp in Provo, Utah. Outside of Provo. I think. Outside of Provo. Is it in Provo? I think it's technically Provo. Near Sundance? Anyway, yeah, know. Sundance. And it's so fun. It's basically a high adventure camp for families. And it's nice so you can drop off your babies, your kids, and they can have their own classes. Yeah. And the adults can go do fun stuff all day. Do and I had no idea it would be so much fun as an adult because I loved it as a kid. Yeah. But being an adult, it was awesome. You got to make pens. You got to do the high ropes, ropes course, course. archery, yeah. gun shooting, like oh, everything. Man. The laser tag out in the, out the, laser the wilderness tag laser awesome. tag. Yeah. yeah. It was paintball guns rigged to be laser guns. Maybe we got to do an Aspen Grove episode. It was so cool. Yeah. So fun. That was yeah. definitely we'll a highlight for me. We'll go back and do an Aspen Grove episode. Um, something else that happened. We moved. We moved. That was pretty huge. Yeah, the move itself wasn't too bad. No, so. it really wasn't. And we went to California before. And while we were in California, right before we moved, we actually auditioned to be on Family, Family Feud. Feud. That was a huge and highlight. we got to learn that we will actually be on the show. So they're still scheduling, so we don't know the exact dates or when it will air, but... But the Braziers did it, baby. We did it. And years of watching that show, I always thought, like, oh, if to, I get the yeah. opportunity to be on it, you know, like we were well, so excited. And Steve Harvey could not be more perfect. We love him. So shout out but to Beverly Brooks, Nick Brooks, and Kit Cacadellis Brazier, of course, because that's was, the dream team. Yeah. Well, and Kit was the reason we got on. Oh, yeah. She's so incredible. And For those who don't know, Kit is my mom. Yeah. And she was on Family Feud back in the heyday. years day. ago. Back in the 90s, I think I was alive. Maybe I wasn't yet. No, I was alive. I was alive. Yeah. And um, she, yeah, was on the show a whole bunch of times. And my mom is very amazing with people. It's one thing I admire about her so much. Everyone she loves does her. so well. Everyone loves her. Yeah. Everyone. And has a very magnetic personality. And it was so fun doing that audition. Oh we'll my we'll gosh. definitely talk about the family feud experience once we go on. It still like hasn't hit me that we're actually going to be on the show. Yeah. But they sent us the dates and everything as far as what we can, you know, when we when we're available to go. They let us, you know, pick out the dates that will work for us, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It'd be really embarrassing if we lost the first round. No, it'd still be fun for the experience. They pay for our flights and a hotel and everything, practicing. so we get to go through the LA. Be so bummed if we just I get know. rolled. We have been practicing. Oh, anyway, a couple other things that happened. Yeah, we had a few other big things. Um, did a lot of stuff up here in Idaho after we moved up. We visited McCall. We visited Idaho City, which was awesome. It was really cool. That's one of my favorite things to do is to check out the places like the that. McCall is areas, yeah. beautiful. I've always loved McCall. I've been there a yeah. few times, but it was cool to check out a new place like Idaho City and be like, wow, this town is pretty cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Idaho, I. Um, it also snowed. We got to experience... Oh, that's, good. that's popcorn, everyone. We're eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we got to experience the first big snow while in Idaho City, and it was beautiful. So it really was, and it was yeah. on my birthday. Yeah, it's a birthday Happy miracle. Birthday, Happy thirty eighth birthday! Uh, Thank you, snowman. <laughs> I'm actually twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Have you been lying to me? <laughs> when a snowman says happy 38th birthday, you don't correct him. No, you do not. <laughs> you just thank him because he might kill you. <laughs> and you're just amazed that he can talk, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. That's all that's going to happen. Um, well, also, James turned two this year. My boy, my He's boy. He's so sweet. Yes, boy. we could not be more grateful for that boy. He's so much fun. So fun. Yeah. So good. Such a good boy. The best. The absolute best. And then another highlight, this is to wrap up the year, Yep. was our trip down to San Diego for Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. Christmas in San Diego. It was and magical. Loved it. And the drive wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. Like, it's long. It's 14 and a half hours. But, so yeah. That was long. But we listened to Harry Potter. Which was great. Which we got to, we're going to do some... Harry Potter episodes. Harry Potter episodes. We gotta I write think it'd be really cool down. to do the Sorcerer's Stone versus the book and the movie. You know how people always say... The book is way better than the movie. Just I would like that, always, in that place. I would always be like, "Yeah, right." I didn't have to waste, you know, these many hours to just get the whole synopsis of the plot. So we listened. But, but I have been persuaded, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone has convinced me that yeah, the book is better than the movie. It's true. Yeah, He's the movie is fun, but. Books are so much more, there's so many more details. You really feel engrossed in the story. You feel like you're in Hogwarts. Hogwarts. They, they emphasize a lot more things that and that they kind of glossed over in the movie. Like the house cup, like who cares about it in the movie, but in the book it's like a big deal. Yeah. We won't go into too many details, but um, the the audiobooks are a great option. If you don't have the time to sit and read, the audiobooks are pretty awesome. Or if you have a big Makes the road trip drive go by. Way faster. Yeah. Yeah. And James is an angel, He's which so was good. really cool. Yeah. So that made it easy. So, great you know, year. after a year, yeah, had a great year. Uh, we recognize our first episode ever of Outer Experience was talking about our top 10 movies. So we wanted to do that again. Um, we appreciate those who have stuck around with us throughout these years. And, those and even who have if you just dropped in now and again. Yeah. We're still grateful. And we're so grateful for when people say nice things. And honestly, so this sweet. is just our pastime hobby that we enjoy enjoy doing for fun because we like talking. Yeah. We, we've gotten offered to, to do ads on the podcast, but we're just not <laughs> we're just No, we not haven't. There. <laughs> we're nowhere near All right, that. This Google. Is you know what? We're hobby. not going to do that yet, okay? Yeah. I know <laughs> it's $20,000 an ad. We just don't want to do it yet. <laughs> We don't need that kind of income. That's my business voice. To worry us. Yeah. Yeah, come on. We want to stay level-headed. Okay? Yeah, level-headed yeah. is right. So, without further ado, let's get into the movies of 2018. Our First favorite off, movies. overall thoughts of the the whole, every movie you saw, basically, what are your thoughts on how the movies were this year, we, 2018? We've talked about this quite a few times, that we really weren't, like, too pleased with the amount of movies that came out there weren't really a ton of really great movies so it was there kind really of weren't. as I sat down more and more came but that I was like oh yeah I saw that one. oh yeah that one too but honestly there weren't a ton of awesome movies so it was pretty easy to make a list of top 10 because there weren't a ton to there were like through. 10 good ones by the time I got <laughs> my good ones down I was like oh I only I have two extras yeah you're like oh that's it. that much yeah yeah and that's one thing that was kind of a bummer is there's usually a movie, there's usually a few movies, like four or five movies that I'm like, all right, this date, this movie's coming out. Yeah. And there were a few that I was like, oh, cool, that's coming out. Or that's, yeah. but nothing that I was like, I have to be there on the first date. Well, Avengers for me was like that. Yeah. But that's really the only one I can genuinely think of. Sicario 2, I really like that one. But um, yeah, it wasn't like last year where it was like, can't wait for Last Jedi. Can't wait for Dunkirk. Can't wait for all these other ones, you know? A bunch of big names. Yeah. And next year, I, I saw the the movies that are coming out for 2019. There are a lot of yeah. really good ones. But <laughs> so. that being said, the one there were there were several that came out this year that were very high quality, enjoyable films that I I don't know why I said films, movies. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. were just a lot of films. cinematic experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the existential. Yeah. <laughs> Periodic table. <laughs> Periodic. <laughs> yep. Um, 
No, there were just a lot of fun, fun ones that came out. I didn't get to see a, a ton, so the top ten list is it's hard not, with a toddler. Yeah, it's it's not by any means an expert's opinion, but yeah, I mean we couldn't sit through all of Jurassic World Part Two because, because we James had our toddler was, with yeah. us. So some of our opinions are biased or skewed. Oh yeah, but this is all just for fun. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into, um, I want to discuss what do you look for in a movie. Cassie, yes. Like when when you think of a movie that is for you, define that. Yeah, uh, I usually am like a happy movie goer. If it's a happy movie, then I <laughs> enjoy <Happy>. it. <laughs> yep, I'm happy. I I know that seems silly, but like the drama, the most intense, sad, movie. intense or sad or scary. Most of those, I'm like, nah, I'm good. It has to be really, really good, and someone has to really convince me for me to go to those. If it's a happy movie and it looks like a happy movie and like I'm gonna laugh, I'm, I'm gonna go. No problem. Shiny happy movies. That's good. Yep. What about you, Colton? No, I think that's, what do you that's look a for? good thing to do. I look for a few things, and what's fun about movies and about just film is Films. if you get like I took a few classes, like one class in college and one class in high school about film and. I've read a few books, and once you kind of recognize certain things, it's nice to, I don't know, it's cool when certain things in movies jump out to you. For me, cinematography is a big one. So, And by cinematography, you mean? I mean the shots in the movies. So the way they use the camera so like or the way they, they project the scale kind of thing. If you were to thing. take a still of the movie, yes. then it's going to be something beautiful. Yes. Good movies, you can do that in it looks almost like a every painting. scene, and it yeah. looks beautiful. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that's why I like certain directors like Christopher Nolan. He makes everything look very epic and real. Yeah. He takes like really wide angles. You'll see like like a Hallmark movie is real basic and boring, but I like <laughs> movies that start the that movie utilize with the camera. PowerPoint. Yes, exactly. That's pretty much <laughs> it. It's names. like, hey, you guys stand here, and it's gonna last yeah. five whole minutes to introduce the movie. Exactly. It needs to be at least an hour it's long. Beautiful. This holiday. Anyway, so cinematography has been a big one just because I feel like when a cinematographer or a director does it right, it really gets you into the experience, the outer experience. The outer experience. (laughs) Can't miss an opportunity to add that in. That's a big one. Story and dialogue. So if the dialogue feels real, I admire the crap out of that, and it makes me really enjoy the movie. Like if they can be talking about some random realistic conversation – Sometimes I'll even go over to Cassie and be like, oh, this is so cool. (laughs) Even if they're just talking about like nonsense. Because I think that's a true skill to recognize and be that observant to understand how people really communicate instead of how a script reads. And to use that to help a story move forward still. Yes. Like it still adds to the story in a different kind of way. Shows you the character's personality in some way or adds some little bit that Mm -hmm. was important to the story. And that's what I mean about the different elements of filmmaking. When you read or observe different movies with that light, I feel like, at least in my opinion, there's just so much more to get out of them. So I've enjoyed doing that. I enjoy studying movies. I'm no expert by any means, but I do know what is most pleasing to me. I know what I like, you know? He knows what he likes. Yeah. Um, So I'd say that. So like cinematography, writing, and then it has to like teach me something or inspire me. Has to have a moral of the story. So yeah, a movie can you know have okay cinematography, but if it's something that truly inspires me and hits me on an emotional level, there's a skill in doing that. And even if it's something that a hundred percent of the other people or ninety nine percent of everyone else misses, if I hit if it hits me in that way, then those movies are always going to be high ranked on my list. Yeah. So sorry for taking twenty minutes <laughs> to describe what well, I okay, like. Could in you movies. sum that up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Before we actually get into our list, how we're going to structure this is we're going to go 10 through 6 of our top 10s, give a brief reason of why we like these movies, and then also tell you, I guess, the best way to go into these movies, what to expect when you're expecting. You know what I mean? Just kidding. <laughs> because I feel like sometimes when somebody tells me, you know, they give me a like a preparation on the movie, be like, hey, don't expect it to do this or don't expect it to do this. Sometimes it puts me off on a better foot to watch that movie and appreciate it for what it is. Instead of like me yeah. going in with my own expectations and being disappointed. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that for each of the movies. Um, before actually, there's something that came to my head. What is your most anticipated movie 
of 2019. Do you know? I didn't know this question was on... Star Wars Episode Nine. That's mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that one. The there's Avengers. The there's Lion what, King. What are there's the, there's oh, a Lion ton King. of Disney What are the other Disney, Disney ones that are coming out? Uh, Aladdin. They've got... Uh, Mulan's not yet. Mulan's no. not yet. No. Oh, man. I can't wait for that one, though. Uh, um, probably there's a Quentin Tarantino Star Wars movie, or nah, I don't know. Yeah, Star Wars because Lion King, I already know the story. Well, what if they change that? <laughs> They're not gonna change it. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to ask that before. Sorry, I didn't ask you um, to prepare on that. You can't give me preparation. So let's get into the list then. Do you want to do your ten through six, or do you want me to do my ten through six? You go ahead. Okay. I know I've been talking a lot, and I'm going to talk a lot again this year. It's a podcast. Wasn't my favorite year of movies, but. One thing I've learned from Cassie and also my twin brother Thomas is how to appreciate movies for what they you are. You have a twin. Yeah, he is a twin. So I don't I don't feel like I saw a movie that I genuinely hated this year because even the movies that aren't very good, there's always something to get out of them. That being said, of course, the bad ones aren't going to be on my list. But number 10 on my list is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, baby. Here's a preview of the trailer. Oh, hey, you look cute. What? Your mom's rich? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not that was really good. <laughs> Man. Don't, don't you guys want to go movie. watch? So what I liked about Crazy Rich Asians, I thought it had a great protagonist. Um, it's played by Constance Wu. I just double-checked that on IMDb. Way to go. And she's really likable and very realistic. And because of that, I felt engrossed in the story. And it's such a high-budget movie. You like don't disbelieve that these people are crazy rich because it shows a lot of really cool landscape and beautiful places in China um, that just make you think like you're so outside of your element. And she does a good job it, at conveying just the every man kind of person. Yeah. Or the every woe man. Yeah. Woo man. <laughs> I, I don't think it's in China. I don't remember where it's located. Oh, is it um, Beijing? No. That's China. No, hold on. Wait. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so I thought that movie... Oh, Singapore. Sorry. Singapore, thank you. But it's beautiful. Um, and also, I thought it was really funny, especially that her her friend, she was hilarious. She oh, was played by... Uh, let's see here. I can't pronounce that. Paik Lin Go. And she was just hilarious. And then her friend's dad is played her by... Her friend's dad is played by Senior the Chang guy who's in from yeah, Community. community. Yeah. He's so funny. So it was a good laugh. It was a cute story. Not the best story, but definitely... One that was a great time. So that's why I have it on my list. Number nine for me would be Black Panther. Mm. I liked that one. I thought me too. Wakanda was a really cool place that didn't feel too over the top unrealistic. It felt just kind of like a cool world that they had set up. I really, really liked the protagonist in this one. And for some reason, I am forgetting his name, which is T'Challa. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was in my mind. I, d- I wanted to call him the... Uh, Killmonger, but that's the bad guy. I also thought the bad guy was really good because I really like Michael B. Jordan as an actor, and it felt uh, he was compelling just because he's such a good actor and has a good presence and is kind of like a perfect rival for T'Challa. And I feel like it asked a few like good questions about, you know, T'Challa's character had a lot of growth to do in the movie where his dad had led a certain way. And then T'Challa feels like, well, wait, are we leaving like our other brothers that are in the world just out to dry because we're not helping them with all this stuff? So I thought that was cool. And then visually, it was really pretty. Uh, unfortunately, it did fall kind of into the Marvel, um, I guess the Marvel formula where you kind of knew exactly how the movie was going to end and yeah. stuff like that. But that being said, I it still feel still like... It was still really fun. Yeah, it's especially, on my list. Especially the fight between T'Challa and Killmonger at the end. I felt like it was a real touching moment because they like kind of came together right yeah. before everything. So, yeah, Black Panther. Number eight on my list is a movie we just watched yesterday, but it oh, did yeah. come out in 2018. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. So good. I, I, I really loved this movie. I thought it was so fun. It was genuinely a good time and amazing choreography beautiful cinematography in this one too Mm -hmm. and it takes place in greece and greece is just one of those places that will forever have a special place in my heart we actually i got the opportunity to go there in high school and it was every bit as beautiful as you can imagine and this movie shocked me because i went into it just thinking it was going to be a good time so that's a good way to approach it is just you know what this is just a fun movie oh yeah this is like a play very vibrant. 
amazing soundtrack by ABBA because ABBA has some of the best songs ever written. Yeah, (laughs) they're so good. The melodies are unreal. Like I couldn't believe how unique each song was, and I was like, "Man, this This band! band. (laughs) Yeah, how did they do that?" Um, But what struck me most about this movie and why it makes my list is because there's a very sweet message about the mother and daughter's connection. Spoiler alert for Mamma Mia, but it does happen within the first second of the movie. It turns out Meryl Streep's character is dead. And it is... All right, you can spoil um, it. It is what's-her-name's kind of Uh, journey of honoring her mother. Amanda Siegfried. Amanda Siegfried, yeah, and who does a phenomenal job. And it's just really sweet. There's one part in particular, one of the ending songs that Amanda Siegfried sings with her mother or Meryl Streep's character's two older friends that I thought was just... It hit me on a very emotional level, mainly because I have... A son, you know, I have a kid. Yeah. And it was basically her singing this ode to her mother while it flashbacks to her mother, who's played by Lily James. Lily James, who does a phenomenal job. And it's her giving birth to her. And it's just this really cool, I just thought it was really sweet. It was really sweet. And I think like the movie didn't need to do that because the first one didn't really hit on an emotional thing like that. It really didn't. It was kind of more just focused on the it was good just time. Fun. Yeah. And this one follows right in that footstep of being a really good time. But then also does that, which I think puts Sweet it over the top. And, and I was like, moments. oh, that's like actually really that hit me in an emotional way. So that one definitely makes it on my list. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is First Man, which is the autobiography of Neil Armstrong, the uh man who walked on the moon the first man to walk on the moon if you believe in that yeah <laughs> you know careful <laughs> you never know let's not get into that right now um but i think ryan gosling does a phenomenal job and damien chazelle is one of my favorite directors working right now he did la la land he did whiplash but this one he does such a good job with the cinematography by taking a step back and he doesn't have any of these really epic-looking shots of the actual spacecraft you know, exiting Earth. It's a lot of point-of-view shots from inside the cockpit, and you can see the spinning and the cycles that this ship is taking. It just feels like you're there. What I will say, one negative thing about the movie is that it's really hard to watch if it's at 10 o'clock at night, because <laughs> that's when we went. <laughs> and it's long, and it's a slow movie, but I think it really adds to the realism of the movie. Uh, the journey that this character is on. And that's the one thing that impressed me most is that it's a character study. It's about this guy getting over the loss of his baby girl. It's not about this man going to the moon. That's a part of it, but it's a lot more about him being able to, to let go of that relationship and to be able to move forward and to allow others to support him. And it was just one of those things where I think this movie doesn't get as much praise as it deserves because it is beautiful and it's really well made and there's a lot to it. But there was like this negative publicity it had because it's like, oh, they don't have the American flag scene. What If you see the movie, it does not make sense in the tone of the movie to take a time to be like, all right, here's the patriotic moment and we're going to make this matter kind of thing because it's about an individual man and it's about his growth. And the American flag is in it, so I don't understand why people are mad about it. Anyway, First Man, great movie. That's my number seven. My number six, and then I promise I'll stop talking to like Cassie You're doing talk, great. You're doing great. Is Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, yeah. And Mary Poppins Returns, if I had one word to describe it, it's magical. It is that's magical. That's really what I go with. That's a good word. I grew up with Mary Poppins, and I've always had a special connection with anything Disney in that era because it's just, it's just fun. You know, it feels like when I was growing up. And this one... Emily Blunt knocks it out of the park as being Mary Poppins. Now, she's not, a, I love that she's not a carbon copy of Julie Andrews' version, but she embraces the character in her own way and, you know, has that same, like, posh, kind of really narcissistic yeah. view of things, but is still really helpful. And this is one thing that impressed me the most about this movie because this, too, is another one I feel like is not getting as much praise as it deserves. Um, It's just the characters are dealing with a much realer and more, I guess, difficult theme than they were in the first one. In the first one, the kids are kind of bratty and are kind of hard to these nannies, so Mary Poppins comes in to help them. But in reality, she's saving Mr. Banks, 
right? Huh? Yes, like the yes, movie? Yes. <laughs> anyway, but I've seen that movie. So it's great that they did that. And a lot of complaints I've heard, at least online, for about this movie is just that, well, the kids didn't really need Mary in their life. You know, they weren't bad kids. But what online I'll say to that is they absolutely did need her because the focus of Mary Poppins being there, and this is a spoiler, is she is helping the kids and Michael recognize and she's assisting them in changing the relationship with Michael's deceased wife. And it may not seem like they're bad people. They're not bad people. But she's there during the hardest moments of this family's life to be that support system and to help them recognize that they can do that together if they look at it a different way, if they are able to light up their own world, you know, kind of thing. And it's, it's just a really sweet movie, and it definitely recaptures the spirit of Mary, of Poppins. Mary Poppins. It has a very sure. mature theme, and I yeah. thought they did it great. They did a great job at addressing it. Yep. So that's my 10 movie. through 6. Cassie? Boom, boom, boom. Um, my number 10 is Christopher Robin. Great movie. Um, it was a really sweet, fun-loving movie. Um, it does deal with, well, it's just about Christopher Robin as an adult um, and his story and him um, reuniting with Pooh Bear. And it it just does a really good job at creating Pooh Bear's world. Oh, in a, Baba realistic way he's so funny he's just he's so, so cute. good at it yes he's a highlight like like the the Pooh bear cartoons they're always cute because he's just kind of a uh um I, I don't know what how to describe him he's kind goofy. of goofy yeah goofy and and like um adorable? i can't think I well yeah adorable but just he just is really sweet in the cartoons anyway, but in this movie, he's particularly sweet yeah. and innocent, I, I think is the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Airheaded, I guess. I don't know. Um, nice balloon pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, my number nine is Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Nice. That was I, close to making it on my list. Yes. It's a good movie. It was It was fun. I, I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. Um it, I just love that world, um, the Harry Potter world and the world that Fantastic Beasts has created as well. And um, the... the um, Eddie scenes, Redmayne's awesome. Oh, Sorry. he's amazing. Yeah. And the scenes in his suitcase when he goes into his like little... His so little, cool. Oh, I love it. Because I, I don't... They go into it very briefly yeah. in the first um, movie and it's much smaller and not quite as many animals... And then they go into this one again, and it's just like he's got different sections with all the different beasts, and it's so cool. Um, truly fantastic. Truly fantastic. Um, that one is, yeah, just what to expect is more of just an enjoyable movie with action. I don't know how yeah, to really uh, go into the, that one. What that kind of one's getting a lot more negative things than I've. I, I think that it deserves. Um, a lot of people are like, well, nothing really happened. It's it's one of like seven, what it's did we say, three building. or five? Yeah. How many movies are there in this? Five, I think. Five, okay. So, so it's one of a series of five. And so don't expect to it too, to end. It's just one of those things where I feel like people complain, the audiences complain when a movie's too simple. But when the director is kind of like, all right, I can trust that they'll appreciate the character growth that's going on in this movie. Yeah. They don't. I feel yeah. like that was the complaint of the movie. It's like, nothing happened. It's like, well, these well, guys changed. All five of them changed. You and, know? And I feel like it was just entertaining enough that plenty happened. Oh, yeah. I was thoroughly entertained <laughs> by the world that they created. I agree. Um, my number eight is Incredibles 2. It's kind Ooh. of on the list, but okay. it's there. Incredibles 2. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's been a long time coming for that one, and it finally came out this year, and it was just as great as I hoped it would be, um, and that's pretty much all I'll say about it. You, it was you incredible. Can go in, yeah, it was incredible. You can go in and expecting anything, and I think you'll be entertained. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout was my number Ooh. seven. <laughs> it's just, I mean, we went with um, my siblings, um, my adult siblings and their spouses, and then um, some of the teenagers, and it was—I mean, so much fun. So fun. Yeah, it just Mission Impossible times ten. You just anything that could possibly happen is gonna happen. You can expect it, and it will just look cool the entire time because they have the technology to make things like this look cool. Oh yeah. So thoroughly so entertained. Awesome. And 
My number six, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, such that was a close sweet, on my list, too. Uh, you, that didn't make it to your list? No, unfortunately. Man. Ralph Breaks the Internet was um, a wonderful continuation of um, Wreck-It Ralph and the story and the relationship that he has built with um, Penelope. Vanellope. 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 Um, and just kind of how their their friendship has continued. It it it's just yeah. He the, a lot of really fun references because he really does break the internet and goes through and they put in a lot a lot of references in there and it's fun and entertaining and sweet again a cool world that they've created out of the internet. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the princesses were my favorite. The prin- the Disney princesses. Yeah. So funny. Such a funny scene. So cute. cute. <laughs> the thing with uh, what's her name? Who's the one from Pixar? Brave yeah. with Merida. <laughs> yeah, we can't understand. Her. We can't understand. We have no idea what <laughs> she's, she's saying. from. The other studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. It was hilarious. Yeah, Pixar doesn't. I mean, not Pixar. Disney does not fail to entertain. They don't. Uh, except for when it comes to what was the other one that came out this year? Disney. Yeah, um, with Oprah. Oh, didn't I didn't see that. Didn't that come out this wrinkle year? Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time. That probably would have been low on my list. Yeah. We watched a uh, five-minute bit at California Adventure, and we both walked out being like, well, what? we're not seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from what we heard, it was a waste of time anyway. Yeah. Sadly, if you did enjoy it, let us know why, because we really do want to know. Just the merits of it, I yeah. guess. What number were you on? I think you still go. Six, that's it. That's six already? Yeah. You're much... Quick. <laughs> you you love to delve into the movies. All right. Before we finish off the remaining five on our list, we're going to do some categories. Oh. Okay. The first one we'll do is what was the funniest movie of the year, in your opinion? And I'll go. My funniest movie, I would say, was Game Night. Oh. Um, I feel like it's a good mix between uh, Date Night, that one with Steve Carell, and The Man Who Knew Too Little. Without being too similar to the man who knew too little, because that's what I was kind of afraid of. Basically, they're doing this real intense game night with like their married friends, and they get involved with yeah, with like a drug dealer guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's really funny without knowing it. So they think it's a game, but really it's real. Yeah. So, but luckily, it's not. Again, it's not too derivative of The Man Who Knew Too Little because they find out pretty quickly that it's not a game, but it's still really funny. Who, and uh, Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman's in it. Rachel and uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And they have good chemistry. They have really good chemistry. Yeah. They're, good, they're a fun couple. That one was really funny. Yeah, that, so I, was I think that was the funniest laughing. one. I, <laughs> I, think it was, I think I was just into like a funky mood or yeah. like particularly funny mood when we went, but was I was dying laughing. It was really funny. Yeah. That that one's actually on my list, and that is the funniest movie nice. of the year. I would agree. Cool. I don't have um, another one. Another category: worst movie that worst you saw. Movie Not, that doesn't we saw. have to come out. Doesn't 2018. even have to be one that we that came out in 2018. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, Christmas. So we watched a lot of. I think this one actually did Hallmark come out. Hallmark movies. We we went Christmas Hall- calendar. Yes, Christmas calendar. I thought you calendar. liked that one. Oh no. Oh okay. Well, it was fine. But it wasn't my favorite. I'm trying to think if there's another worst one. Probably not. <laughs> no. Oh, well, Jurassic World, we we, we watched finish. it in the wrong setting. And yeah. after he smothered the guy, I was like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> Did you watch Uncle Drew? That also came out this year. Uncle Drew was pretty stupid. Okay. But not <laughs> the worst. I would say my worst was... What were some of the... We watched so many of those Hallmark-like movies. I think Christmas Calendar is a great worst movie Christmas of the year. Christmas <laughs> Calendar. Or, or what was the one where Merry she... Christmas is the worst one I'd say that I watched this year. Oh, okay. That yeah. one came out in 2015, yes, though. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. It what was, about but the it was one genuinely funny because it was really stupid. What about the one with Sabrina where she... Oh, um, yeah, when she kidnaps them. Yeah. Christmas in handcuffs. Christmas in handcuffs. And then there there's we go. one more. All I had to say was We're handcuffs, and I had to put Christmas with it, and then I know yep. the title. Yep. Um, what about the one with the friend? It's not even a Christmas movie, but it is. The friend? The the high school reunion one. What's that one called? Oh, yeah, that one sucked. That one was awful. Yeah. That one was my awful one, okay, because they one. didn't really have chemistry. Not at all. And then she kept on going back to her boyfriend who cheated on her, yeah. and she was like, oh, but he didn't. And it's then funny. at the end, she's, she's like, oh, yeah, he did. 
Yeah, that was really stupid. Can't think of the title. That was really one. bad and super boring. Jonathan, I can't believe we watched what's that his movie. Name? What's the Cake Wars guy's name? This is Jonathan Bubba, and this is Cake War. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Paula? No. Jonathan Bennett? Anyway, um, great movies. Worst movies? Yeah, probably the worst one that I saw that came out this year was Life of the Party. Um, but I saw oh. it with my sister and with Thomas and Brad, or Emma, Brad, Thomas. It just makes it fun. It was fun. Like, it was stupid, and it wasn't well written or anything like that. But it was like a Melissa McCarthy movie, and she's funny. So, you know, I didn't expect it to blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, wasn't that bad. Yeah. That's what I'd say is the worst. Now, this is a category I'm excited about, this next one. Most disappointing movie. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean the movie was bad. It just means for some reason or another, whether it was yourself building the movie up or it was just because of the praise it had been getting in the audience, just a movie for you that you feel did not hit the mark and, frankly, left you disappointed. Left you. Do you, do you want to guess what mine is? Uh. Bohemian Rhapsody? No, because I know that one's yours. Yeah. Oh, oh A Dog gosh. Walker's Christmas. That one's good, too. That one is good. I'm no, just looking through Jonathan Bennett's. What's your most great. disappointing movie? My, my most disappointing movie Avengers. Is, is Avengers Infinity oh, War. I knew it. I I could not. Oh, man. I, I totally was knew so it. mad. Because I didn't know that it was one of two parts. I didn't tell I don't Cassie, know why. I well, I just. And also, I just at that point was like, you know what? I've been to so many <laughs> She was mad after I this was, movie. Yeah. Not like mad. You don't really get mad. But it was funny because you were like, why did we even pay for that? Why do we go to all these movies? <laughs> like, it was awesome. Well, and then I have to remember all these different characters and how they work with whoever. And then I have to be sad when they die because yep. everyone dies. And then I was <laughs> like, why? I don't even care. I just, <laughs> why do I even care right now? Why did I just sit through that intense movie just for everyone to die? Was that beautiful. was my most disappointing <laughs> movie. That's too bad. I have two most disappointing movies. Go ahead. The recent one is Aquaman. It's not that it's bad. It's fun, but it is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so it is one of those movies where it has to hold your hand through everything. So there's constant exposition to the point where they're like, hey, you're Aquaman. You're the son of this person. You are the royal person here. And this other guy is trying to take it from you because also, he's the son Aquaman. of this person. You know? And I was just like, trust your audience a little bit. We don't need this entire world to be explained to us in words. We can see it when you film it. Like, it's not... Anyway, I just thought it was one of those things where it was disappointing to me because it's getting such good reviews, and it's just, <laughs> I, I have such a disconnect with why it's getting such a good review. Colton is passionate yeah. about this subject. Again, not a bad movie. Not like the worst movie I've seen. No, no, no. You know what? It is a bad movie. But it's not, it's not terrible. It's just, it's not written well. Yeah. And it, it's all over the place. It's really stupid. But here's the thing, and this is why it's still fun, and this is why I still enjoyed it is they have sharks with laser beams on their heads and they have giant monsters that fight. Yeah. And they have a pointless crab battle because the guy's like, we have to beat this army so then we can take over the surface world. So let's go kill these people with this huge army we have so then we can get them to fight the surface world. If you have a huge army, just go get the surface world. You don't have to fight the guys under the water. Anyway, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> None of it makes sense. You can keep going. It's but fine. it did have some really beautiful shots, so I'll give them some credit. Um, but then the other most disappointing movie for me was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Mainly because I was actually pretty excited about this one. I thought one. it was fine, though. It was entertaining. It was fine. It wasn't bad. That's a It wasn't bad. No. Um, I like Rami Malek a lot. That's the guy who played Freddie Mercury. I just felt like the movie itself wasn't enough of a biopic to actually explore the character of Freddie Mercury. And at the same time, it wasn't enough of a tribute to Queen. It was somewhere in between. It was had moments where it was like, this is how hard Freddie's life was. Doesn't it suck when your parents don't understand you? Doesn't it suck, you know, being gay around this time? And I could totally get that, but it was very surface level when it was talking about that stuff. Instead where I feel really like there are genuine questions like. to ask. Yeah, or there's genuine moments to have. We didn't need to have the emotional moment be him standing in the rain. Like it was just, you know, my my thing with it was I because I I haven't really watched anything with Queen, I've only heard their songs most of my life. 
And so I was like, oh, cool. Like, I feel like I know the band now. Yeah. And then I went home and I was like, I kind of want to watch interviews with Freddie Mercury to see how accurate it is. You're like, it's totally it's, different. It is different. I <laughs> yeah. feel like he kind of overacts the femininity or like. Yeah, he's real like flamboyant. The flamboyant the way of him. But I feel like Freddie Mercury, like, while maybe he was at while he wasn't being interviewed acting that way, I feel like he was kind of just more low-key. Yeah. And they said he was kind of more shy, but it didn't really seem that way in the movie. And I don't know. My, that was disappointing to me is that it wasn't as accurate as I thought it would be, which, yeah. I mean, how accurate can you be? But And it's hard. because So that's yeah. the thing. And that's what's hard to discredit though. Aquaman or Bohemian Rhapsody because yeah. clearly they knocked it out of the park because oh, yeah, both of these movies made so much money. And they pleased a huge audience, but it just on my on you know my scale of how I look at movies, these two movies just did not hit the mark. So that's why they're Very most disappointing for me. Scale. Still good. Yes, I'd still say both of these movies are good, but it just they were nothing that I guess I just don't feel like the praise is is justified. Yeah. Anyway, All right. With that rant. Ten minutes into the disappointing movies rant. Yeah, it's kind of fun though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. All right, now we're gonna go Back to five five four four three three two two one one two two one one two two one one. So my number five is Mission Impossible Fallout. We have discussed this movie already, but again, amazing yeah. action movie. One of the best action so movies fun. I've seen ever. I don't, and I'm and I'm kind of one who's like meh action. I yeah. don't I don't know why because it's like sometimes it's entertaining if they do it really well it's and the choreography brainless. and the action's really good. Yeah. But but uh, this one was this one's it was phenomenal. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was incredibly thrilling. And I mean, what's his name? Tom Cruise. Who knew is an action star? So, yeah. I love Tom Cruise. He is seriously so convincing in his roles, and he just really sells it with, he, he, again, he makes it very thrilling just in his expressions. But then also, again, the cinematography is really good on this one and the special effects are second to none. I think it's just some of the best action stuff that I've ever seen. So Mission Impossible, my number five. Boom. Way to go. Um, my number five, Black Panther, which oh. we have also already talked about. I love the world of Wakanda. I loved the technology aspect of it and how they just had such a grip on the technology and how to work with it and make such a incredible world. Vibranium. Yeah, whatever the stuff is that they use. It was cool. It was fun. It was enjoyable. The music was awesome. That's it. Hey, can't argue with that. My number four, also already been on Cassie's list, this Incredibles 2. So pretty much like take his list. And reverse it. Yep, and then take my list and reverse it. And reverse it. it. <laughs> Incredibles 2, I feel like it doesn't get enough love. People actually liked it, but I think that this movie does an incredible job at trusting its audience. People always say, like, with animated movies, well, it's a kid's movie, so give it a break kind of thing. Yeah. I don't feel like that's an argument that can be made with most of Pixar movies, nor can it be made with Incredibles 2, because it's kind of slow. And it kind of takes some of the characters out. Like, Mr. Incredible is definitely taking a sideline in the movie. Dash takes a sideline. But it's because it's dealing with a realistic progression of each of the characters. And that's why I think it's such a good movie. The visuals are spectacular. And they have, like, some shots in the movie. Like, the one part where um, the one guy that they're working for is describing how his dad died and there's the big flash of the gun and then it shows him there and then it shows his sister in the background in the dark. It's just like visually beautiful uh -huh. and really well thought out. Now, the one, you know, obvious thing, the one thing you could say that's bad is that it was kind of obvious who the bad guy was. I didn't think it was. You thought it was the brother. I thought it was the brother. I kind of knew it was the sister, simply because of how was she was talking. And, and, you know, I, I did he's guess a, it, so I, I deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. Guys, they're giving us a lot of credit. <laughs> anyway, but, but, so that was my one thing that I'd say, but I still loved the idea of the screen slaver and her issue with people putting so much trust into superheroes and not enough trust into themselves and yeah. into being practical people. Yeah. And I think that's like a mature theme that not every kid is going to get, but it's something that as like an adult, I was like, this is great. So I loved Incredibles 2. That's my number four. Also, James watched that entire the movie. Whole movie. Well, he, he did fall asleep in the middle, which was awesome, but he also watched the whole movie, which was Baco? incredible. Baco? Um, my number, we're on four? Number three. Or you're no, on no. number four. I'm on four. four. My number four is Game Night. 
like I said, I laughed so hard during this movie. So I'm pretty funny. sure I was crying laughing. It was really funny to me at the time when I watched it. I was in a like fun-loving mood, and it was hilarious. So funny. So it's also just a fun story, different take on... Did we see that with Andy and Matt? Um, no, just Thomas. Hashtag shout out Matt. Sometimes um, he listens, so... Oh, Matt. The man. Um, yeah, fun movie. Cool. That's it? Yeah, that's Sorry, all. Sorry, I, I talked really long. He just always... My number three, and this was one of my more anticipated movies of the year, so that might be why it's so high on this list. Sicario 2, Dia del Soldado, or Day of the Soldado, which is the soldier. Oh. <laughs> Day of the Soldado. <laughs> I believe. Anyway, this one is uh, the sequel to Sicario, which is written by one of my favorite writers in Hollywood today, which is Taylor Sheridan. And is that right? Dang it. I have no idea. No, I have to double check. But he does such an amazing job at immersing his audience with good dialogue. And that's why he's one of my favorite writers. He has a very good sense of how people really talk. And yeah, Taylor Sheridan. And this movie's no different. He did not direct this movie, but he wrote it. And while it's a little bit more far-fetched than the, orig the original, because the original is really very believable in everything that's going on. There's nothing too out there. This one has some elements that you're like, well, that doesn't feel realistic or that doesn't really make sense. But it's equally compelling, in my opinion. It tackles more of the, you know, the immigration that's going on and, and people smuggling humans instead of while the first one was more smuggling drugs. It's like these people are now smuggling people into the country and some of them are terrorists and stuff like that. But anyway, really great movie, amazing action movie, amazing thriller and beautifully written. Sicario, number three. Go. I was too afraid to see that one. That's, an, that's one of those that's it's just, intense. It's not it's happy not enough for, for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, my number three was Mary Poppins. Again, magical. It, it really did such a good job at capturing that world, though. While Emily Blunt created her own Mary Poppins, um, it was just beautiful. And Do you have a favorite song or scene? Um, the cover is not the book. Is that your favorite song? I don't know. That was such a fun scene. That was when a fun I, I, scene. That was, initially, that was my favorite scene. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to watch it again. Mm -hmm. That's that's how good it was. It was so that good. Was it was movie. so endearing. The I kids were movie. so cute. Um, fun fact about the kids. <laughs> Not that <laughs> we, fun. No. It's kind of, kind of, it's funny though. Um, but the little boy. Yeah, Emily Blunt was Georgie? on the Jimmy Kimmel yeah, she's on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, so you can go watch this interview for yourself if yeah. you'd like. Or you can just listen to me tell you all about <laughs> the interview, which is probably more exciting. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But Georgie, if that was his name, the littlest boy was kind of a pervert. And Emily Blunt would be like preparing for a huge monologue or like preparing for a scene. And Georgie would come over and be like, hey, hey, Emily, or Mary, or whatever he called her. Um, what starts with B and ends with oobs? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what's wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> it must have been bad enough to where she's like mentioning that on a talk uh, show. On a talk show, like, I know yeah. exactly what to talk about. Yeah, well, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, because to say that about a little boy is kind of a big deal. Anyway, great movie. Very fun. They had the um, drawn world, the illustrated world. I, Beautiful animation. So Loved cool. It. Yeah, so fun. Fun, happy, That's magical. Great. Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. Dandy. <laughs> um, all right, my number two. This one's already been mentioned, but in a negative way. <laughs> this is Infinity Avengers Infinity what? War. I freaking love this movie. I think it is hands down the best Marvel movie to date. I think that it was incredibly gripping for a two and a half hour movie. It feels like a real comic book. I have, I like Marvel movies. I wouldn't say I've loved one. Maybe Guardians of, I, Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty great. And I, I'd say that one's up there. That was probably my favorite. This one, in my opinion, is ahead of all of them. Simply because of the stakes, I think Thanos is easily the best villain that they've ever had. Even though, you know, his, his motivations are, you know, pretty... It, it's hard to relate to those motivations when it's such a gigantic scale and when something like the reality stone exists. It's like, well, why not just change the reality? Anyway, but really, really amazing villain. Um, kind of likable in a dark way. And I think that they, you know, 
contrary to what Cassia said, I think that the way they ended the movie was beautiful. And I have not seen Marvel direct this well. And it's basically just after the snap happens and after he has his interaction with Gamora, it's just silent. It's just quiet. And then you're there with the characters experiencing the losses that they're experiencing with everyone turning to ash. And I just think it is haunting and it is really great. And like for me, I was just like, they, they did it. You know, they actually made me care about the stakes of these movies because again, the movies, they work so well and they're such a fun time, but they are formulaic to the point where, you know, everything's going to work out. And you know, it's risky to not do that in a superhero movie, especially when you only get one or two, you know, in the series. You know, you get three series movies, you get three, you know, anyway. But this one, I thought, did a great job at leaving you at that cliffhanger, even though it's going to be, you know, reversed in Endgame, which is the one that's coming out this year. It still left me wanting more. And I'm very excited to watch Avengers Endgame. So I loved it. Infinity War is my number two. And we'll see if my... Uh Feelings towards Marvel can mend themselves. Yeah, come come back together. Sad. I was so mad. I still. As you're talking about it now, but then you mentioned Gamora, and it made me mad again. (laughs) So lots of stupid things. Um, My number two already been mentioned. I think we have the same number one. P.S. My number two has already been mentioned. Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Number two. Number two. Well, probably also because we watched it literally last night. I wasn't crying. You were crying. I was. I wasn't crying. <laughs> I was crying. It's such a sweet movie. It, it is just, a sweet movie. It's so movie. fun, so sweet, and and yeah, I'm amazed that it's number two, even as I'm talking about Mary Poppins again, because I think if I were to rethink it, Mary Poppins would be a little better. Well, but I feel like both of those movies go exactly so with good. what you. They align perfectly with what you said you look for in a movie. Exactly. You know? They're both so happy. Yes, it's just sweet, endearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Awesome. Are you ready? Yeah. Our number one movie of 2018 one, two, is three. Green, Green Book. Book. Nice. Movie. I'm glad it. you got it too. I knew it. Why don't you go ahead and you you say what you're gonna say about it because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Okay, let me take ten minutes. Go. I'm just kidding. Um, Green Book. I went into it not even knowing what to expect. To be honest, I saw like movie posters, and that's it. Um, which is okay because honestly, that wasn't a bad way to see it. I loved it. It was um, so good. So good. It's about a, a driver, Italian guy named Tony Lip. Named Tony Lip, who drives around a Doctor Don Shirley. Yeah, African American man in kind of a um, in the South. Yeah, in the South, and yeah. he's going on a music tour, and it kind of goes through some interesting dynamics that are still going on in the South. And it wasn't annoying at all in the way that it displayed them. Um, not that it usually is when it's with race. I think it can it just pander a little bit too much to where it, like it thinks you're stupid and you're not going to get it. But this yeah. one, I don't feel like did that at all. Yeah, and it made you really feel for each of them. They oh just were. And Tony Lip, like he starts off like played I by Viggo Mortensen. By yeah, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, it starts off, and I kind of was like, "Man, who is this sketchy guy?" And I'm, at, am I going to like him? Yeah. Because it really, like, it starts off, and he seems kind of, kind of like a jerk. Yeah, like a jerk is right. Yeah. And even, even when it shows him with his family, I'm like, "But do I like him? Like, is he, is he a good guy?" And I just kept questioning if he was a good guy. And then it gets into the movie, and man, you just kind of fall in love with him. Yes. Like, not really fall in love, but but uh, fall in love. <laughs> Colton is in love with him. <laughs> No, he just, it's funny too. I laughed a lot. So funny. Yeah. And it's written, so it's written and directed by Peter Farley, Fairley. And he did Dumb and Dumber. Which is is funny. Unexpected though. Yeah. But it's naturally funny. I don't feel like it's slapstick funny or it doesn't have any cheap laughs or anything like that. No, Tony's just really funny and yeah. It was seriously, it was such a good, a feel good movie. Kind of reminded me of, I feel like Remember the Titans does a great job with this too, where it's teaching you a very important lesson and giving you a very unique perspective about race. Not necessarily without, teaching you a lesson, but like giving you just perspective. Yeah, I think. It, without being, you know, again, without kind of making a caricature of the 
of the actual issue that goes on. You know, it doesn't hold yeah. its punches on, you know, how difficult it was. But at the same time, it doesn't make you Rub feel bad for face. being, you know, for us being white. You know, it was just, it was really good. And, and just, I can't say enough about the writing. This is hands down the best written movie of the year yeah. that I saw far and away. Because the progression of Tony and Don Shirley's uh, relationship and the way that they grow together so, you know, Tony, again, being a white Italian guy from New York, and he's got his, you know, he's got his ways of doing things, <laughs> and he's got his perspective. He's so funny. And then Don, being a very, you know, well-off African-American pianist, is going around all these southern places, and the Green Book is a book for African-Americans that was produced by African-Americans to tell them, hey, these are safe spots where you can stay in the South. The hotels. Without having to worry about, you know, getting mugged or getting you know, beaten up or any hate crimes, anything like that. So it's a very unique movie where it's, it, I thought it was just going to be like Driving Miss Daisy, which is a movie from 1989. Um, but it's way different. It's it's just, you know, it has to do with that relationship of two different people coming in different worlds. But them both being males, you see a genuine friendship build between these two characters. And it can't be understated. Both of these guys, I think, deserve awards for how amazing they were in, so in acting. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with how good the writing was, too. But it seriously, it just it felt so organic. There wasn't any part that felt too out of place for me. Some people complain because it does also have the Oscar in the rain emotional scene. As you can see in the trailer, there's the part where Don's really. like, if I'm not black enough, then like, what am I? You know. Yeah. But in the context of the story, at least for me, it works just fine, and it was definitely a moment that worked within his character. Like he's a he's a very showman type of character, so why wouldn't he do something like that? Yeah. But I seriously loved it. I think Vigo Mortensen honestly steals the show because Knocked he is so good oh as gosh. an Italian guy, and he is so likable towards the end. He like grows on you quick. Oh yeah. Because he's just fun and like funny. But you're also, yeah, like he's kind of like, what Cassie he's said. Like he's, he's like a child. He's just, he's, he's, yeah, he's so, just like a kid. That's yeah. what, like the chicken scene is so funny where he's just like throwing the bones out the window. Yeah. And then you can see the little kid in him being like, oh, I'm going to throw the whole bucket out. You know, like he's eating it up back there. And then as soon as he does that, the Don guy's like, go pick that up. Go pick you it up. You turn around right now. Anyway, great relationship. Again, Excellent movie. Such yeah, it's just such a and great progression PG-13, of a real friendship, which is which, which is, is great. so great because so many have been R and it's so frustrating. Yeah, I think I only had one R movie on my list. Sicario: Day of the Soldado is rated R, but I think that's about it. So, um, and so is Game Night. Christopher Robin. Yeah. Oh, oh Baba. <laughs> yeah, Pooh doesn't wear any pants the whole movie. <laughs> Way to Pooh do without there, the nudity. Put some pants on. <laughs> Nudity the entire time. But he's time. so cute, though. <laughs> he is there. so lovable. <laughs> so lovable. He's so he is not cute. He is not cuddly. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else that needs to be said? I mean, about we Green have Hook? about any of the movies. About any of them. That I just yeah, it was yep. fun. What I'll it's say. Fun to see movies. We love seeing movies. Yeah. What I'll say going through this list. While I wasn't blown away in quantity of good movies in 2018, I, they're all good. Again, I, I feel like you've taught me to enjoy a movie even if it's not very good. Like, I can still like it. Like, we can um, watch Hallmark movies, okay? Yes, and I can still be like, that part was great. Uh, he can still be like, this is so dumb. Why is this happening? She just kidnapped him. I don't get what's going that on. That part was insane. Yeah, the Christmas in handcuffs is, like, stressful. And you're like, she is, this that's is so not dumb. fair. She knocked him out. Like, that's not a real romance movie. This can't be and a real story. you guys can't fall in love. Trust me, you don't want to fall in love. This is not how, this yeah, is not how relationships syndrome. are built. That's not real. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, A.C. Slater is in that one. He's, he's pretty good. Steals the show. Yeah. Preppy. Anyway. Um, what I'll say is I feel like the movies that were on the top of the list were really good. And I feel like they would have been in my top 10 in other years. Um, wouldn't have been, you know, I don't think, oh, Green Book is really good. Anyway, I think they would all be, they're up there as far as some of my favorite movies go. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess because it was a little bit of an underwhelming year. That's why we kind of were bagging on 2018's movies. But it's because we were so were busy doing other stuff. We were busy. We had a great year. Disneyland. Yeah. It goes Happy to show world. you, even if the movies aren't the best, a year can still be good. <laughs> it truly was. A and that is the moral of our episode. Yeah. <laughs>
There we go. It's a really good moral. We, we learned stated something. at the beginning yeah. if you heard it. We did? No. <laughs> no, we didn't. Theme stated. Yeah. Page eight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, without further ado, thank you so much, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Look forward to some amazing content coming from Outer Experience this year. We have got some things in the works. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> They're up there. What did we, we don't talk know about again? Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter episodes? Maybe? Oh, yeah. That's one of them. The Family Feud. Well, We're going to recap, recap Family and Feud. And that'll be fun. We'll that'll tell you fun. what Steve Harvey's hand feels like when he shakes it. What he what smells like. What it feels like. like when he says, my man. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. Colton's dream. Oh. <laughs> we got ourselves a good one tonight. We got the Brazier family. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Versus the Bama family. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> XM. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. But we appreciate everyone for listening. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Give us a five star review on iTunes. Be clever and be funny with it, and we'll read it maybe on the show. We should do that next time. Do and um, oh, yeah, if anyone ever emails us, we'll read those too. Do we have emails? I I tried to check, but our internet's being slow. Well, okay. Hashtag Boise problems. Whatever. It's because they run the internet through yeah. a potato. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have uh, a well potato. We, we don't got any wires here, but we, we, we got ourselves a nice, but you nice can potato light farm. A light bulb <laughs> if you stick it in a potato. Wow, great. I'm really <laughs> glad someone awesome. spent hours figuring out how to light up a light bulb with a potato. It's a real thing, okay? Look it up online. <laughs> <know> it <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's how we get it. That's our a day well spent. In case all the wires ever go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still got these here potatoes. Let's just put this together. We will survive in Idaho. <laughs> wow. The rest of you may not survive. <laughs> we told you. We told you we'd use these. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyway, On that we note, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank and, you. And uh, our uh, email is outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Peace Don't forget out. to send us an email.